Welcome to episode nine of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Willow Two Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how's your week, buddy? Week's good, man. Week's real good. Can't complain. And uh, if I could, no one would care, as the old saying goes. Amen. Amen. So, well, so I'm going to start this podcast by complaining because I. This no is one cares. The, yeah, I know nobody cares, but you know what? You gave me a the world gave me a platform to talk about things I want to complain about. So tough shit. Because um, this is the most frustrating thing that happened to me this week. So last Friday, I bought a put option on Boeing. For those of you who don't aren't familiar with options trading, basically you're buying a contract to buy or sell a hundred shares of a stock at a predetermined price, but you're paying a premium for it, which is less than what the share price is. And the objective is the, of the contract is to sell the contract to somebody else before it expires. All these contracts have expiration dates. The longer out the expiration date, the more expensive the contract, the shorter term, the less expensive the contract. So I buy a Boeing put, put contract, put options contract for May 8th expiration next Friday. The logic behind my purchase was Boeing has been a mess, right? They've blown through $4 billion in cash in the first quarter. There's no planes flying. The Boeing 737 Supermax has been grounded for a year because of negligence on Boeing's part. They've cut back production on the Boeing 767. They've said they need to lay off between 15,000 and 35,000 people. They're earning they, I, th I thought they already laid them off. I don't know if they did. I Once, once all of what uh, happened, happened. I stopped paying attention to Boeing, just their share price and, you know, shaking my fist. But anyways, um, all this negative information comes out about Boeing. So my mind, their quarter one earnings are coming out. I'm thinking, how can their share price not go down? So I buy a put option, which is betting that by May 8th, the price will go down underneath my strike price, which is $131 a share. Earnings come out. And the positive news, the positive spin was it wasn't as bad as we were expecting it to be. And the share price skyrockets. Their earnings came out at 7.30 a.m. The market opens at 9.30 a.m. By 7.42 a.m., I knew I was fucked. And uh, so my contract that cost me about $1,000, I ended up having to sell for about 350 bucks, taking a $650 loss. And that's how my week went, you know, and then, you know, I kept watching because once you break up with your ex-girlfriend, you always creep on her Instagram and, you know, see how she's doing. And sure enough, Boeing share price went down. And if I she just held on to so it, hot. <laughs> she just got, uh, she just got flown out to uh, some rich guy's place. And she's hooking uh, up with a quarterback in the NFL now. Yep. Uh, he's got two infinity pools in his backyard and I'm <laughs> sitting here, you know, eating ramen noodles for the next month to try and uh, make up my loss. But anyways, that was my beef, week. I had to start chicken. with a complaint. I'll be for sure. Come on. Come that's on. disgusting. No, you're disgusting. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that that's sucks. not what we want to talk about. Yeah. No, well, that brutal. It, it, I mean, um, <clears throat> I, we talked a couple of times this week and, and every time this week you said, <laughs> I am going to fucking start this episode with a rant on Boeing. So there you have it. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I hear you. I feel like, uh, you know, what's up is down and what's left is right. And yep. what's whatever is whatever, man. We're, we're uh, you know, 
all equally living through something. I mean, we've said this countless times, but it's just like, you know. But still, dude. I mean, the, yeah, the like pandemic crazy. episode we did, which was well, episode our, two, our second episode was seven episodes ago. It was seven weeks ago we started to do, you know, we talked about this at all. And here we are, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were trying to come up with some stuff to talk about. And we were looking at the news on uh, Drudge Report. And the only thing there was coronavirus. And here we are weeks after that. And it's still the only thing in the news. Um, but I think the perception is changing a little bit. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, you know, part, part of all this coronavirus, I feel like is, is really like, you know, a great awakening. And, um, you know, it's, it's crappy that, <clears throat> you know, it has to happen the way it does. And, you know, I talked, I talked in episode two of the Sunday conversation, um, titled pandemic, uh, that was basically the first week, the, you know, things started like shutting down and everything. And I was yeah, like, yep. I won't, I won't have a stand on this thing till it's over. Um, so here we are at episode nine, it's not over, but I think <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and, and take a stand. And, um, I've, you know, this entire time I've just like compiled, you know, information and just like watched like, oh, this is what the, this is what the stats are. And the next day, oh, those stats were wrong. This is what yep. the stats are. And the next day, oh, those stats are wrong. And this is what, this, and it's just like, oh my goodness, people. But, um, you know, as a, as a thinker and, uh, you know, uh, a person open to, you know, all ideas, I'm starting to, 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 to create my stand on the coronavirus. And, um, I mean, people probably aren't going to want to hear this, but it's not real. <laughs> and, uh, it, I don't know what else to say. It's, <laughs> it's the common cold. It's a flu. It's, uh, my mom, my mom sent me a little, uh, postcard, um, the other day and on the back she said that one of the only times I got really really sick when I was younger I got a hoof and mouth um hoof and mouth hanging out with the cows yeah yeah the pigs and the cows <laughs> but there's like the the latin term for hoof and mouth is like, hoof and mouth is like uh I, shit I'm not a doctor but it's like <laughs> something see something you know a word so she goes uh maybe it's related to coronavirus you know and she's like maybe you're immune but uh as i was like thinking about it i was like of course i'm immune to it like and i'm not just like saying that i'm saying anybody who's like gotten the flu before or whatever or, or some s sort of like sickness has at least built up some antibodies and it's like you know it's just it, it's become this absolute game of of psychological warfare and you know for the person who i guess you could say is been around and seen things you know it's like okay whatever it's 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 been a, it's a virus but to a little kid you know that has no idea what's going on but just is being told all this stuff like, oh, you can't go to school and you can't go near your friends and all this stuff. Like, what are you setting them up for? 
like what like what is the like what's the end goal here so i mean i don't know i got a lot to say we'll we'll talk about it as we continue through this episode um i it's so this is not directly coronavirus related but it, it ties in so i went to see my doctor uh back in I don't know, maybe September, October. Um, and actually my, my actual primary care physician uh, wasn't available. So I saw an APRN that works in, um, in her office. And I actually really liked this lady, you know, she's great personality. It wasn't like one of those doctor's visits where you go in and it's like, you know, just weird being there and shit, you know, she was very nice to talk to and all that. And I was there for something specific and completely unrelated. She brings up, uh, you know, have you gotten your flu shot? And I said, no. And I, and I never get a flu shot. Um, not that I'm an anti-vaxxer, you know, if and when I have children, they'll absolutely be vaccinated for polio and the mumps and measles and shit like that. But, but as far as flu shots go, I've never gotten one. And, you know, just to be, you know, not to be a tinfoil hat guy, but there is science that backs this up. A virus is never going to get wiped out by a vaccine. So the more and more vaccines you create that are created every year and change every year, whether you look at them as a cash grab, as a way to have recurring revenue every year by people having to get flu shots every year, even though you know a lot of places offer them for free. Um, the thing about it is every time you create a new flu shot, you create a new strand of the flu and you're going to keep pushing it evolutionary to get stronger and stronger and stronger and harder to beat. So, you know, she was talking to me, she was like, you know, well, herd immunity is a real thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I get it, but you're not wiping out the flu. You're not creating herd immunity because you're just changing the strain of the flu. You're never going to get 330 million Americans to get a flu shot every year. It's just not going to happen. So you'll never have herd immunity. And we went back and forth. I ended up spending more time talking to her about the flu shot than I did for what I was there for in the first place. I was there for, for uh, something with my skin on my face. That was over in five minutes. And we basically went back and forth about flu shots for almost 20 minutes. And it was ridiculous. It was like, lady, I don't want the flu shot. So anyways, to tie this whole thing back in, you know, I think, listen, the, the, the truth is out there if you look into it. And I'm not, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say the coronavirus is fake totally. I don't think it's nearly as bad as we've made it out to be. Um, it, but here's the problem, right? You and I can think that, but then the other side is just going to say, well, if we didn't do shelter in place, if we didn't do quarantine, it would have been way worse. And in reality, there's no way to prove that that's wrong, but there's also no way to necessarily prove that it's right either. It's, it's could very well be correlation without causation, you know? Totally. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. And it's like, obviously I said, whatever I said before, I was like, it's not real or, or whatever. Right. Uh, that that was more just like the the idea of it because it's obvi- it's obviously real but what it's being made out to be is not real so our bodies are made up of chakras we have chakras that run up our spine all right and we have seven chakras it's we have red orange yellow green blue indigo purple okay so your your red your your red chakra is your root chakra, right? And then your tippity top chakra 
is your crown chakra. It's your purple chakra. Okay. So over the, you know, many thousands of years, you know, you have the color purple being associated with royalty. Um, so purple, the crown, you know, you got the, the Royals. It's like, you know, a purple crown you got, um, where does the crown go on top of your head? Right? Well, the crown chakra, your purple chakra, um, Corona crown. Okay. So we have a virus dealing with our crown, which is essentially our mind. So all of this that we've been dealing with is just, it's, it's a, it's a mental strain on us. It's, it's, it's a, it's a purely, Oh, do you have a symptom? You better go get checked. Well, guess what? It's all in your mind. You know what I mean? Granted, you may actually have a symptom and you may get sick, but even so you're going to take that little, like, Oh, I have a, a, a cough or an allergy. And, but you've been just pumped with all this stuff that you're, you know, your mind, your crown automatically goes to, you know, the coronavirus. So, it, I mean, it's just one way to think about it. It, it was, it was something I, I, I heard and, and read, and it just makes a lot of sense because, you know, it's like, th- this isn't like, um, you know, a normal virus where it's like, you know, like a physical thing. It's like, you know, this, we don't know what it is. It's just, just it's like this like black plague. That's nothing like the black plague. It's just, it's, it's completely, it is completely a media driven virus. And I mean, to me that, that just means it's not real, you know, like, and like uh-huh. we said, that doesn't mean that the flu is not real. doesn't mean that you can't get sick in life. It just means that it's amazing how you can control an entire narrative off of five news channels that are owned by the same corporations. So, well, there's a, there's a great, uh, there's a great quote in a John Mayer song who's from Connecticut. Um, I want to run through the halls of my high school. No, not that song. When, when you own the information, you can bend it all you want. Right. And, kind of goes back to that Denzel uh, Denzel Washington slash Mark Twain quote I brought up you know if you if you don't read the paper you're uninformed if you do read the paper you're misinformed and to go to the media aspect of it a little bit you know so in that in that interview where he where Denzel says that um, right after he says it's not even about being right anymore it's about being first right and and that's what our media has become I mean you see it constantly when Kobe Bryant died right it was oh Kobe Bryant dies everybody else on board lives. And it was like, Kobe Bryant died. All his daughters are dead. Like, and, and, Hey, God, you just brought that up. So I'm just going to spit it. Um, the Hebrew translation for Kobe is COVID C O V I D. Let that sink in. Um, so when that, so when that happened, like it was every media outlet on the planet was reporting different things. And then, you know, a few hours later, it obviously all shook out from what actually happened. So there is like this, this onus on the media to be first, not to be right. And that's part of the world we live in. Our news cycles are, you know, 30 seconds at a time. It's no longer a 24 hour news cycle. It's no longer a week news cycle. 
because of the availability of information, the news is just constantly changing. Every second, the news is changing and different things are happening. Um, but there was a video I sent you, um, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, of, and, and this is very easy to find. Uh, Minnesota's, one of Minnesota state senators is, uh, is an MD. And uh, he was doing an interview with a news outlet and he brought up the fact that the CDC had um, sent around guidelines saying that any death where a coronavirus symptom was shown, regardless of if the patient had coronavirus or had even been tested for coronavirus, should be reported as a coronavirus death. So, I mean, think about that for a second. You've got the CDC, which has been the organization that everybody's been following as far as guidelines for taking care of your health and all that. And they've come out and said, basically lie to the public, um, you know, either whether that's, whether it's gross negligence or trying to change the story or a lack of tests and not wasting them on people who are dying anyways, whatever it may be. The simple fact of the matter is you've got a government organization um, that is spewing misinformation and it's just helping to add to the chaos. Now, have people died from coronavirus? Of course, but you know, maybe the numbers aren't as serious as, as we thought they were, you know, when you kind of look at the kind of dirty underbelly of what's been going on with this whole thing. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it just, it sucks. It really does. I mean, the fact that, you know, the entire United States economy has essentially been collapsed over something like this is crazy, but maybe there's uh, something bigger happening and we don't really know what's going on, but maybe we're, uh, you know, who knows we're, we're awakening consciously. So that's like, that's the flip side. It's like, you know, what are you doing spiritually? Cause I can tell you right now, we weren't just sent here to earth to, to, pay taxes and die you know what i mean like those are the only two certainties in life ben yeah well those are the shittiest two certainties (laughs) i can ever think of um so yeah i mean i I truly think like you know the world the entire universe is built off vibrations so if you physically you know vibrate higher and i mean that like hypothetically you know like meaning your mind, you're like, Hey, go outside, get some sunlight, drink water, you know, eat healthy, um, exercise, laugh, you know, all this stuff. It's like, you can vibrate higher. If the coronavirus is a vibration and I'm a vibration, I can assure you that you'd want to hang out with me over the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, I vibe higher than the coronavirus. It's just how it is. So, um, you know, it's in all the, the shittiness of, of this, it's like, you know, take out your, your positives. I, um, obviously I've been, I've been crushing my bike like a ton, like riding my bike, like everywhere, whenever I can. And, um, so I was talking to, uh, to my buddy and he was telling me that he he was talking to this uh this woman who owned a uh a strip mall like so they owned the strip mall and there's a bunch of businesses in the strip mall and everyone was shut down like no one like it was just nothing was going on but there was one business that was absolutely killing it guess what it was 
bike shop. Mm. So they're like, she was like, yeah, like everyone's probably going to be coming out of this thing, you know, with, with a couple new bikes. Cause you know, it's like, you do see, it's like, there's a little like mountain bike park in, in the town I live in here. And it's like, there are incredible amount of people out like biking around and stuff. And I didn't really even think about it. Cause you know, it's, it's nothing like crazy, but you know, it's cool to think that like, it's like, here you have all the other businesses shut down, but it's like, you know, it's outside of coronavirus. How, how you think the bike shop was buzzing all year? You know what I mean? Probably, probably not. It's like, so it's like a little inverse uh, effect here. Maybe, maybe things are, are skewing for, you know, the healthier. Um, yeah. To- I mean, totally. The, the park I take Sasha to, you know, if I go on, you know, say a Wednesday afternoon in the summer, late afternoon, nice day, I'll, maybe I'll run into one or two other people, right? Because I, I, I stay off the beaten path there, uh, no pun intended. Um, but nowadays, like I'm, I'm going to go later today, it's about 70 degrees, bluebird skies here. There's going to be 500 people there. It's, it's insane. It, to the point where the city of New Haven closed the roads leading up to the park. So, I mean, I know there's a back entrance to the park that I seem to be one of like four people that knows about um, on a different street. So I go that way, but people just walk through East Rock, which is the neighborhood it's in to get up there. And it's insane. Even with them shutting down the roads, the park is still fucking jam packed. Um, I, I I do think something that's worth talking about, though, is the like divide that coronavirus has caused. I mean, as in. Oh, divide and conquer, baby. Come on. Oh, totally. Totally. And like, this is not a political podcast. Ben and I don't talk politics ever. I don't think either of us cares about politics. Nope. Um, But not real. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, as as a country over the last 10 years, there's been a greater and greater political divide. If you're a staunch Republican, you're further right than you've ever been. If you're a staunch liberal, you're farther left than you've ever been. So, um, and that has been completely evident during this and in the sense that you have, you know, people in Michigan protesting with guns that the economy needs to be reopened. And then the other side bashing them online, you know, and and neither side is right. I mean, you know, I know it's America and you, you, you know, in the, in the bill of rights, you have the right to peacefully protest, peacefully assemble if you so choose, but like, give me a fucking break. You know, if you're going to show up to city hall or the state Capitol building with guns, they're not going to be like, Oh, all right, shit, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll get everything back open on Monday again. You know, like there's just no point to it. Um, But we live in a world where everybody wants to be part of a story. And so you've got people protesting at the state Capitol building with guns in Michigan. I mean, it's just a fucking ridiculous time to be alive. Everybody's, it's like you said, they're protecting, you know, it's affecting people's minds. It's literally causing people to just lose their fucking minds. Yeah, dude, it's, um, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't even believe we're still fucking talking about it. This is the ninth episode of this podcast. We talked about it for the first, so episode two, when we first talked about it was March 15th. So it was the day before um, they started to shut everything down, at least here in Connecticut, right? Because March 16th was it. And here we are seven weeks later and it's still the only thing going on. Yeah. It's um, the only thing I can say is like, 
restaurants and everything opened up here yesterday down in, in Dallas. And, uh, so sit that for like, sit down. Yeah. Yep. You can go in and, but, but the funny thing is, is you can only have 25% capacity. And, right. you know, I was talking with, uh, with my buddy and we we're like, you think that a, a fucking restaurant owner who just had to deal with this shit for the last two months is going to deny someone at the door. Like, hell no, get in our restaurant and eat. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, same thing. It's like it, I guess, uh, you know, if the, if the city health official walks in and, 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 and writes you up, it's like, whatever you're there. You are, you're, 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 you get in trouble or whatever. I think you got to like write a little sign on your door that, says you're like a violator i know at one of our store no seriously <laughs> scarlet letter no no i'm <laughs> dead serious. the law the uh one of the days um i'm an anti-masker uh because <laughs> if uh people want some real truth in order to stop the coronavirus essentially the the coronavirus is like the, the tip of a pencil and your your mask would be like a net that's like eight eight feet in, by eight feet in diameter. So like that shit's flowing right through people. So whatever you, you just, you just letting me know that you're the ultimate cheap. If you have a mask on, Oh, especially if you're driving by yourself in your car, that just, that gives me a good hard chuckle. Um, hey, I mean that, that makes no uh, sense whatsoever. Uh, that it's like, who, who's your radio going to give you coronavirus <laughs> you dumbass. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> go you know going back to it it's just like so the city of dallas you know was making you wear masks inside yeah yeah uh, stores going on here and um so one of our one of our clerks wasn't wearing a mask and uh (laughs) she had to like write her name on this this piece of paper (laughs) stating that like uh she she violated the mask protocol and we had to tape it to the front door of our convenience oh store. Um, yeah, it's like, it's unbelievable. It, 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 I can't even begin to describe what, how, how sad and how bad I feel for some of the people on this planet. Like they are, it's just, there's no hope no hope whatsoever and um hey maybe if you listen to the sunday conversation you'll start to learn some shit and uh you'll find some hope and uh that's all don't, that's don't, all don't take don't take us too seriously because we're <laughs> fucking morons too um it's funny you mentioned that though the hungry tiger got cited for for letting people drink at the bar and stuff which you know i know we have a decent amount of our listener bases from the Hartford area. So, so, you know, the hungry tiger, but the hungry tiger is a little dive bar in, in mine and Ben's hometown. It's like, you know, the place we go the night before Thanksgiving and all that shit. Great little dive bar, a lot of great times there. But um, I saw this article that said, you know, the hungry tiger cited for serving people during coronavirus. And I was like, yep, that not surprised one bit. Cause that's exactly the type of place you would expect to be open during coronavirus. I guess there was a, uh, down here in Carrollton, Texas, which is like right outside Dallas, there was a uh, salon and the woman stayed open through all of it. And uh, there was like people flying in from out of state and stuff to, yeah. to go to get their hair done. And, and uh, I, I 
I guess it wasn't even like a, like a, I was like, you know, was it a high end salon? And I, the person I was talking to said, it was like, no, it wasn't even that nice. And so everyone was like threatening that, Oh, she's just doing this for, you know, for publicity or whatever. But it's like, no, she's doing it to make a dollar because uh, she has to pay her bills that right. were, were mandated to do. You stupid mother. So she probably has, uh, you know, every ounce of capital she had in her possession sunk into that place. Like, obviously, she wants to keep it running. She's not going to just file for bankruptcy and keep it moving. No, it's funny you say that. I was in, uh, I was in an account the other day. I was talking to this guy, Big Gary, uh, owns a bulletproof glass store here in New Haven. Uh, right over there on Grand Avenue. And um, he was he was talking and he's from India. And he was like, have you seen what it's like in India right now? And I'm like, no, like, I know they, they locked the country down. But you know, I haven't seen anything about it. He's like, I'm gonna show you something. So it's total lockdown there. Like it's you're not allowed to leave your house, you know, you get arrested if you leave your house, blah, 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 shit like that. And Indians, for those who don't know, um, are I'm generalizing, but big tobacco users, whether it's, you know, smoking cigarettes or, or chewing to, they have this weird chewing tobacco. Um, but all the, you know, unlike here, you know, it's not like gas stations are open, like the entire country is shut down. He showed me a video of a um, tobacco shop that was opened in, I don't know if it's the town he's from or what, it was just a news story. And there was literally thousands of people standing outside in the street trying to get in guys standing on each other's shoulders out in front of the store, like literally a mob scene. You couldn't even get in if you wanted to. So, um, you know, the, the reality of the, of the situation is there's a lot of people with small businesses who are getting crushed right now. I've had restaurant accounts tell me they're not going to reopen. Um, I've seen more and more stories of, of restaurants that aren't going to reopen after this. I mean, there's a lot of industries that are going to be severely affected by this. I was, I went to go get a coffee this morning. There's a hair salon one block up from me. I was walking by. There's a for rent sign in the window of the building now. Like they're not going to be able to reopen. There's going to be so many fucking businesses that are going to go under because of this. And, you know, it's getting to the point where, you know, are you, gonna, you might as well let people decide for themselves what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, man. It's like, uh, shit. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, stay positive, stay positive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. Right. I mean, I know this, we've talked about a lot of negative information so far, but at the end of the day, neither of us is in a negative mindset, you know? Right. No, that, and that's exactly it. It's like, it sucks that because of the mindset that I have, like, I mean, I'm just carrying on my life. Like nothing is different, you know, for me. So it's like, uh, if anything, it's, it's like, I've saved a shitload of money like, yeah. uh, that I would have spent by going out or, or whatever, just, right. so, um, it's cool. Cause maybe now, you know, it's like, like getting off, you know, an addiction or whatever. It's like the first, you know, couple days are like the hardest and then, you know, boom, then you don't really get the cravings anymore. Right. Well, it's like, if you're, if you're buying useless material items, all the time at st- see, and that's the thing. It's like, now you got f- Amazon and all that, all these online shopping. So you can just order shit constantly. But if you don't, you know, if you don't, and you're not, you know, doing your normal, like going shopping for clothes or whatever, it's like, maybe you're starting to realize, well, shit, uh, 
we're not even allowed out of our house right now. Do I need this entire closet full of all these like extravagant, yeah, right. <laughs> like Gucci linens and like, you know, your Yves Saint Laurent and in your freaking, you know, Louis Vuitton bag to show who your fucking dog. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. like, I've worn the same three pairs of sweatpants this entire time. Fuck it. I've been washing them, but you know, what's the point? What do I need to rotate anything out for? You know, it's, it's, fucking ridiculous um no you're 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 totally right i mean i just you know we've talked about it a handful of times i just hope that people are you know making the most of this situation um like you said when it comes to like finances dude i mean you know there's there's so many programs in place right now in terms of like and i and again we should bring up you know you and i are still working so it's a little bit different for us i get it there are people yeah, out there but that guess what working. the people who are fucking collecting unemployment are probably making more than you and i right now the, the problem it. the problem with that though is like the unemployment claims are extremely backlogged i know people who filed weeks ago that haven't gotten a single check yet so there you know there are people that are going to so, be in tougher financial and, situations but then what was it like you know if you filed unemployment and you're in the service industry they're giving you like a, a extra like 600 bucks a week or something like something crazy yeah there was something i was talking to a friend on uh uh wednesday wednesday night and uh and she had mentioned something about that i i'm unfamiliar with it um almost makes me wish i wasn't working so that i could collect double unemployment but well, don't you know, thank, be like thankful that. to have a job thankful to have a job i'm joking i'm joking business has been good in the liquor industry um but uh yeah, I, I just, I hope people are, you know, realizing the situation for what it is and, and trying to be positive about it. Uh, it'll be over here. Listen, if we're getting to the point where restaurants are starting to reopen in certain states and stuff like that, and, you know, the numbers don't spike up, we're going to be reopened here and I'd say a month tops. Um, I saw a girl posted on Facebook the other day, you know, this article that came out that said, you know, Georgia uh, reopens 200 new cases on Friday. And her caption was like, see, this is the type of idiot we have in this world. And I was like, okay, Connecticut's on full lockdown and we had 933 new cases on Friday. So like, is one really better than the other? You know, like, but again, if you own the information, you can bend it all you want. When you have a headline that says, you know, Georgia opens cases spike by 200 well then you're creating the perception to the person who's not even going to read the article is just going to see the headline like oh look at these idiots in georgia you know i can't believe they opened up and now they got 200 new cases it's like buddy we've got a state of 3 million people and we had 933 new cases on the same day and we're in full lockdown so and have been in full lockdown for whatever six weeks now so i don't know man I, that was that was just a rant this whole thing has been a rant but I just yeah, but uh, I, at this point we're allowed. I mean, shit. Well, we have I mean, a platform. Everyone, everyone's thinking the same thing. And sure. If they're not, sure. and if they're not, they're you know whatever. They're they're not. <laughs> they don't have to think what we're thinking, and that's okay. And um, I mean, you know, you and I have plenty of stories backlog from the years to tell. But you know, this is not a Corona podcast in the sense that it's going to end once coronavirus is over. So we got to think about the long term. Uh, the long-term health of the podcast. Um, right. And, and also it's like, um, you know, hopefully this will be, this will be like, okay, we've talked about it. 
we've beaten the dead horse like so bad that the poor guy is I don't even know. He's under the it's ground mush. right now. It's yeah. glue. <laughs> and uh yeah, so we just kind of keep moving forward and plugging along. And I, you know, the only thing you can do is just like look at every angle. You know what I mean? Listen to every <laughs> angle, see every angle, think through every angle. Um, and uh yeah, there's lots of good information out there. The internet's a hell of a thing. You know, it is it's a like, hell of a thing. Um, if you want to look something up, you just there's this little uh, bar right at the top of the page. You you just type in whatever you want and hit enter, and there's roughly like you know millions and millions and millions of of searches regarding that one topic. So yep. um, you know, feel free, folks. Feel free. I think that's probably about as as good a place as any to kind of bring this thing home. Um, We've, we're going to have a uh, an exciting, I don't know, month, two months coming up here. We got a uh, couple couple good guests lined up. I won't say any names. Uh, we've a couple uh, current NHL guy. We've got a, a, a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, we're going to be bringing on at some point. Uh, Ben's got some big news that that we'll talk about next week a little bit more. So, um, you know, things are starting to kind of fall into stride for the Sunday Conversation podcast. But don't forget to rate review subscribe i fucking remember this week let's go um benny i don't know if there's anything else you want to bring up before we kind of wrap up here uh i mean nothing crazy i would just say just you know remember to you know take like everything we said take take everything we said with you know a grain of salt and uh yep. and do do your own research or whatever but uh also just like you know make sure you're you're doing your your internal work, like, uh, you know, whether you're, you're meditating or, or, you know, whatever, just being healthy and, and, uh, yeah, being, being a, a, a positive ray of light in this, in these dark times. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Keep it, keep mentally sharp, you know, keep your, keep your mentals up, take care of your chickens as Marshawn Lynch said, you know, make sure that, uh, you take know, care of your bread. Take care of your bread, baby. Take care of your bread. Take care of your chickens. Um, you know, just just stay up. You know, keep keep your uh, your mind in a positive place, and you know we'll we'll be out of this soon enough. But um, anyways, rate, review, subscribe twice in one episode. Let's go, um, Benny. Good talk, buddy. Love you. Love you, bro.